Hey. Hey. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. Oh, you sound like you have a cold. I do. Mm. It's not the compression. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But if I have a, 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 we did a test recording before a couple of weeks ago and I had a lisp, which sounded very funny, but that was some weird compression artifact. You sound okay right now. Yeah. A little, a little compressed, but yeah. Yeah, we had some listeners uh, let us know that um, we could do much better with other apps. Uh, yeah, so that we're using uh, Spotify for podcasters, formerly Anchor, and then there's Riverside and what was the other one? Zencaster. Well, yeah, Zencaster. Yeah. But Riverside and, and, came recommended. Yeah. yeah, and I think both of those um, store an HD file on your device locally and then upload it later. Mm-hmm. And this one streams as you talk, but the other ones, uh, once you're done recording, you have to go to the web app on desktop. You can't really finish it on mobile. So I was thinking about it though. This is the real time experiment. This is like Lily, like the like. Well, it, it it's really just inter- keeping yeah. a friendship going on the phone. That's that's. The I know. I was yeah. thinking an internet art though. The, the art happens here. Those glitches in the network. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's the internet art part. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm at my uh, I'm in my childhood bedroom right now in Toronto. Where so you? your parents have a cabin where they spend most of their time, but they still have a place in Toronto. They have a cabin in the kind of summer, and then okay, and, yeah, and then in the winter they come back here to their house I grew up in, uh, and then they on and then you're gonna like think, you know, I'm now in some kind of yacht class, but then they have a third <laughs> third place, which is a tiny apartment in Vancouver. But that's why, actually why where, do they have a place in Vancouver? Because it's too, it, it's warmer in Vancouver. In Canada, it's like oh, the warmest city. So, yeah. yeah, Christina was born in Florida, and her parents lived there, or her dad. Mm-hmm. So we go there often, and there's a lot of Canadians that have a place there, and they call them the snowbirds. Uh, yeah, when it gets cold in yeah. Canada. So if you want to just avoid snow, you go to Vancouver, but uh, it's still cold and dark. But it's like Europe in the winter or something. Yeah, like the yeah. probably well not like all of Europe, but like um. Probably like Amsterdam in, in winter, like not much, no snow. There, is there snow just, in Amsterdam? Just sometimes. It, well, you know, before the planet was heating up, mm-hmm. uh, there, there, were, there used to be this thing called the, the Eleven City Tour, and it's in the north of the Netherlands. There's all these little, uh, not canals, I don't know what you call them in, in English. Like When you have rural fields and little slithers yeah. of water in between. And there's natural ice skating and you could skate across these 11 small towns. There's a national race every year. Oh, wow. But it only happens if it's cold enough. And I think it hasn't happened in 20 years or something. That's interesting because in Ottawa, which is our, you know, Canada's capital, the Rideau Canal, there's like a big canal in the city. And, you know, people, they close the whole canal for skating every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last year was the first year that they ever, it was, it never opened. It's just too warm. But is is there going to be a lot of interesting areas in Canada that become habitable because it's warming up? <laughs> You're a true industrialist. Uh, no, no, I'm just an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah, it's dangerous, right? Like fires are the result of all of this. Um, I know there's yeah. trouble, but there must also be opportunity. Yeah, I think like the city I'm living in, Calgary, I, I'm told 10 years ago, it would be like brutal the winter. But right now it's 13 degrees there. Um so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know. and and it, how do you um it, so the whole point of this podcast was to record often and i wanted to do a review of your party in calgary i have no mm. idea what the party was but yeah we just had a house party like a, a christmas party or a you, holiday you, party 
it wasn't for family. No, no. Kristen has this fantasy now that we own a home of like Animal House or something. She's like, I want people on every floor. I want them. We have like, you know, ground party floor and we create like a second, mm. you know, kind of entertainment floor. And she's like, I want, you know, she even opened the bedrooms up. I was like, what is that for? Like, what kind of party? She wants a bunch of horny teenagers in the house. <laughs> I think she, yeah, she imagines like she never got the opportunity to have like house parties like in the movies or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt's going to show mean, up. Definitely, since we moved into the bigger space after Mott Street, we've had a lot of, uh, especially this place we have now, it's really nice to have people over and host. And, and Yeah, so we had like yeah. 40, maybe 40 people over or something like that. So um, you know 40 people in Calgary? Oh, yeah, we're popular, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe so, it but, wasn't totally 40, maybe it was 30, but, I don't know. But I imagine she knows more people because her work is, is in Calgary itself and she meets people in person. I would say generally, yeah, people meet Kristen and within a few seconds, they want to be her best friend. So like she just naturally, and then she's so kind, she can't tell them, no, I don't want to be your friend. So that, you know, but hopefully none of them listening, like I'd say 75% of them are people she really does. But what about your social life in Calgary? Um, It's good. I mean, it's through the art community though, because I joined a board of directors. I highly recommend anyone who's moving, you know, if you want to make friends, I make friends through work, but like through passion and you know like so join a club in my case well yeah i feel like that's the opposite of chit chat like chit chat mm-hmm. is just like hey yeah you um, have to get how past about the, the knicks yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah and you get straight to the you you don't have to like assume that they don't care about your passion if it's you know like in the case of a gallery like i know everyone but your passions have to match a little bit like if someone's really into cars i just don't have much to contribute to. no i know but a new media gallery like joining a board yeah. you know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. hard to go wrong you know one thing i noticed is they don't know all the stuff i do like they have a different idea of what new media art is and who the artists are right but that's the, interesting if a mutual friend of ours damien he said he was hanging out with some painters and he said this funny thing that i keep thinking about it he's like why are you guys so obsessed with new media? It's all around. It's just part of life. You don't have to always make work about computers. <laughs> His friend said that? If it, it, a friend of Damien, like a painter. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, he's, it, yeah. Hmm. but it, it's funny because there's always that question, what is digital art? What is NFT? What is me- new media? Blah, 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 blah. And I think we both always involve technology in some way and then like oh this composition was generated by but i think at this point it's just so embedded in everything that nothing is non-digital and nothing is Uh, digital yeah yeah yeah, no i agree but on top of that like i think that painter is quite foolish (laughs) (laughs) the reason being that he probably you know he he studies reality right like he paints what he sees and probably 70 to 80% of what he spends the day seeing is within the rectangle of a screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. But, but uh, in, in the same way that photography influenced painting, and you don't have to be a photographer, but you can, mm-hmm. you know, the whole trope yeah. of modernism happened because of the photo camera. But I think the people that don't include media in their practice are rejecting reality. They're almost like, yeah, oh, but, pretending it doesn't exist. But then, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's true. But well, you uh, just said it because you're like it's all around us, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But but let let's say that um, one theme could be uh, anxiety is is a generational uh, illness that is mm-hmm. is prevalent, and 
you can make work about anxiety itself. You don't have to make work about the iPhone, but you, you know it comes from there. But you can say, oh, there's an increase in anxiety and I want to bring that into this musical composition or into this film or whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't have to literally show text messages yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> I just think it is interesting that we haven't, like I, I always had this idea when I was doing early performances that, you know, in the future we would watch like people use their desktop computers as like the, that would be the mise-en-scene, like folders and windows, kind of like a Jody artwork or something like that, that would become the material, you know, for expression in even drama, but you see it very rarely in cinema. You, to your point, they always abstract it out. Yeah. They still try. They still try and pretend it's not there. Well, I I did notice in movies that they have that problem of the chat window, and it's such a big part of daily life. But how do you bring that in an interesting way in a film? And mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, like I think a it's half a transparent overlay, and yeah, I think it's similar to like the bathroom or you know, uh, you know, an, an operating room or something. It's things we don't want to see. Yeah, we're disgusted by ourselves, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and don't uh, talk about that. But back to your party. So there mm -hmm. was the fantasy of the animal house uh, mm -hmm. sorority fraternity house. Uh, what was the reality? Yeah, in reality, we're all in our thirties and forties, and people went home at midnight. So <laughs> and everyone <laughs> stayed in the kitchen. Oh that's yeah, usually that's the thing. Like, there's yeah. this huge bottleneck in the kitchen. Yeah, that's and always. I, and I was like, the house was built in 1997 and it was before they just did the huge island you know how everything now is just a yeah enormous island like how big an island can we put in this house right yeah. <laughs> it's like this house is 85 percent island yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. so this house is only like 10 percent island <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the kitchen is like half closed off half open like they were like mm, maybe in the future people want to gather around the kitchen um, and so it's a bit too much of a bottleneck there. there. There's like actually a standing area at the end of the island too. So it do, it does work. But I was at a friend's party like two days later and they had an island that was like literally the whole house. Like it was just like a yeah. football field, <laughs> like with stools lined up and it worked so much better. But I asked the owners about it and they were like, oh yeah, it's great for parties. However, like when it's not a party, it's basically just a dumping ground. Like for books and yeah, yeah, junk yeah, yeah. and yeah, it just yeah, becomes yeah. like just a piles huge, of stuff yeah, yeah huge pile it's like a table full of piles of things but so. how, how do you feel because uh, i remember when you were in toronto you wanted to have a house outside of the city does yeah. that feel less of a priority now that you sort of live near a lot of nature um oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah it does feel like less priority because but um, maybe maybe my question is this is always interesting because you're talking about the fraternity fantasy reality all these things mm -hmm. now that you have the house that you want do you still talk about like oh what if we had a house double the size oh what if we had a house in paris what if we had a house in alaska oh. it, it, do you still fantasize about the do you, next do you, like you want to know my real estate philosophy though generally like i think i have the opposite tilt to you so yes i think you just keep accumulating property uh, this is going to make me sound like some kind of land baron but one thing well, I, realized... I like revealing the true Jeremy. <laughs> well, because as soon as you buy one property, you can use the equity to buy another one, and then you can rent the last one to generate cash to buy another one. I know, and then and you become a landlord. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like a self. You can create a whole machine out of it. Yeah, yeah, um, but it becomes a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can see that being like a backup. But I'm plan. asking about you. Yeah, but it, you're thinking of it as personal enjoyment, and I'm just thinking of it as pure expropriation. <laughs> wow, kidding. you're really hardcore. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it... no, no. But it's it, it's always interesting to me that the the fueling of desire. So I I listened to this uh, Conan um, podcast. You know the one. It's pretty famous now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan O'Brien, and he had. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with the man. Yeah, <laughs> his and work. He, he had Joe Biden on, so it was a pretty good conversation. And Joe Biden was very likable, just like regular guy. And as they're talking, he just started talking about, well, I didn't have a lot of money growing up, and then we got married, and so my my dad fixed our cars as the wedding gift, and like did a new paint job, and the way he told it was like. Don Draper with the carousel scene in the in the <laughs> right. it's like yeah. we didn't have anything, but he put all his heart and soul into it, and we saw the car, and I cried, and I still have that car to this day. And he's just talking about how wonderful the cars, which is a product, which is very mm-hmm. American to to put all your hopes and dreams in a product. And then they start talking about EVs, and he's excited about the future of EVs. And then they switch to a Kia commercial of EVs, and I was like did they plan this or it's just so embedded into American culture to dream about the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this was really either genius planned or it was a coincidence, but it felt really sort of the fabric of America's uh, soul. is just like dreaming about the next big thing. Well, you're inside of, <clears throat> you're deep inside the machine in America. Yeah. Right? Like, so. Yeah. It's hard to get outside of it. I think that's like, you know, the film, the painter that's ignoring media. You're inside of it. Oh, know? and for sure. And and I think New York, more than any other place, is a place where uh, you never really get comfortable. You're always working towards maybe one day being comfortable, but it doesn't really exist. So mm-hmm. even if you're very wealthy, you still feel like you're, um, you have to keep swimming to stay afloat. There's no resting. Is that how you feel? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it, I think I, I got a bit of a flu, and I think part of it was my studio is really cold. It's like a little too cold. It's always 60 degrees or something. <laughs> and I keep calling them, like, can you guys fix the radiator? And then the the super comes. He's like, oh, it's fine. And I'm just cold all the time. And so my in my head, I'm like, I got to work hard so I can move two floors up where there's more sunlight. Oh, okay. Or you got to work harder so that you burn more calories and warm yourself up. Yeah. But in, if if I was in the Netherlands, I'd probably have a really big, comfortable studio. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. To just, yeah. Yeah. You're kind of conjuring this image of like you're breaking down your canvases, you know, to burn for heat. Yes. <laughs> instead, instead, of, yeah. instead of making work. And it's like, mm-hmm. I have to choose between life and art. And no, but I mean, uh, uh, seeing my friend Austin Lee as a painter and by his all... own studio, right? Like in his house, doesn't he? Yeah, but he he used to have a studio in a studio building, and even mm. in his house. And and by any stretch of the imag- imagination, he's very successful. But because he's in New York, it's still very scrappy. Like still, like yeah. oh, and and yeah. So yeah, it's funny about that because I came home, my dad was like, you know, asking me about life. <laughs> it's funny too because you know he's got dementia and alzheimer's and he's kind of like still able to ask me philosophical questions or something yeah and he apparently told my mom he was disappointed by my, my response because i was like well you know i've achieved as, as much as i need to and he's like he doesn't have any drive what's wrong with him she's oh, like funny it's totally worried and i was like i know i'm content yes i have my health issues but like you know I'm also does that affect you when he says that well my mom was like what is he expecting from you you know <laughs> You've reached like 
you know, the upper limits of most of what you've tried to do. Um, I, I think there's, he, my dad was very ambitious through his whole life. Like he never stopped. Um, But it's like funny, he designed it's again, his own home, it, it, that it's kind this, of thing. it's the same describing drive, not as like, you could have a drive to have a good time with friends. Like, Mm oh, -hmm. I want to be very social, organize dinners all the time, have a good time, be there for people when they need me. That could be your ambition. Or your ambition could be like, I need to own seven pieces of real estate within three years, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know where your dad is on that spectrum. His thing was always like pushing himself to do like something like to, to, to realize a vision. Like he always mentions vision, So which he's is like the dad in succession and just kind disappointed of, in his children. uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's really disappointed. He's proud, but uh, anyway, it's hard to say because of his mental state, but like, um, I think the more interesting thing is just like, like his sense of ambition and my mom's was Yeah. to take risks all the time like right up to Yeah. the the line the brink I think I think both my parents are kind of anti-work in their own way. yeah mm-hmm And so I remember saying to my dad, like I had a goal. It's like, I want to make 200,000 a year. Uh, this was maybe 20 years ago. And it was oh very i see far out of reach. And he said, why do you want that? What are you going to do with that? mm It just seemed stupid to him. He's like, what kind of goal is that? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah And then I think my, both him and my mom, they always emphasized uh, free time and self-development. And they, yeah, mm -hmm. no. well you that's materialized in you for sure Yeah, but it's it's funny. Of course, our parents influenced us very much, but yeah. yeah But yeah do, when your dad says that, do you feel like you want to please him or do you feel like, oh, that's not my goal and that's his goal? mm -hmm. I think there's always a little bit of like wanting to please yeah probably Yeah. and then my mother is um more finance driven her main thing is like like small talk at home is not about the weather it's about mortgage rates and Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know annuities and things Oh like that man, that's the worst smart talk. It, it, it's funny. I, I'm rewatching Kirby Enthusiasm, mm -hmm. and um, the storylines you remember. You remember like the handicapped bathroom scene or whatever. yeah There's always a premise of something extremely cringe. The thing that gets to me the most is the small talk when Larry David is at a party and someone is like, "Well, we moved from this county to that county. It's about a seven-minute extra commute, but the property <laughs> uh, taxes are much lower, so it ends up evening out. And you know, our backyard yeah is about twenty percent bigger, and you can just see Larry David it's sitting like there. all the rational logic that's boring everyone It's wants so to hear about boring. the emotion and all you hear about Yeah, is the yeah, ration mm yeah, -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's so funny, and it's just that's like ninety-nine percent of. Uh, adult conversation and it's it's really yeah it's it's that meme don't grow up it's a trap Okay, so we're two days away from Christmas Eve. You're going to be in New York for... no in florida Oh, you're going to go down to Florida. Okay, we're so gonna when do you fly leave? on sunday yeah Oh, wow. Really right on the wire there. yeah Hmm. yeah Hopefully we decided there's no... we thought if we fly on saturday it's going to be very hectic so sunday Yeah. is christmas eve and then We're flying with Soda, the dog. My So, mom has the same philosophy. She's flying New Year's Day to Vancouver kind of thing. okay. You know, like She's Are like, you going that's to when Vancouver? it's... I'll be there Jan in January. Yeah, Yeah. I'm, well, I'm always there, right? So, like, if you, but you're never going to be there. It's <laughs> it's you're funny. never going to Like go there. when you said your dad was like uh, Jeremy's missing drive, I thought he would have thought like, all the material. When you're at the end of your life, maybe he would have realized like, oh, the material stuff doesn't matter. Jeremy should do more art. Mm But hmm. that's not what he said. 
No. Yeah. Well, no, in a way, he does want me to... He was disappointed when I took a job instead of being a full-time artist. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was like... Because he really believes that, like... I think very similar to you, that if you take risk in service of passion, um, that you will materialize a vision. Well, the, you know, the so. thing in my head is that it's not a risk because you already have a good time. I know, I know. and yeah. I, But I generally just do whatever I like, so yeah. I don't... There yeah, I, I I also think stressed. you you love working with people in a team, and that's just something that's very rare in art. And uh, mm -hmm. I think you'd be lonely just making stuff by yourself. Yeah, even in joining a board of directors, like we're bidding on a new building and building a, a whole proposal to like build a brewery, an art center in Calgary, and um, like that's exciting to me to like realize yeah. a vision with a team. Yeah, even though it's a lot of work. Um, yeah. All right, so this has been 20 minutes. Should we wrap up? Yeah, we're not supposed to time this thing. Like, yeah. I mean, have a happy holiday in Florida. I hope you get on, are you going to get to the beach and stuff like that? And... I hope so. Usually everybody just wants to sit on the couch and watch Harry Potter, and I'm the only one who wants to go to the beach. It's so bizarre. Like, yeah. why go to Florida and stay inside? It doesn't I know, sense. but that was my great disappointment when I moved to California. It, it, people will just take the weather for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll try and bring a little bit of that. Um, I will. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Outdoors energy. Yeah. Okay. And right. say hi to Christina and, and uh, have a lovely holiday. Yep. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.